Hey everybody, Darren, DigitalDarren.com, and today's podcast is a preview podcast. It's about if the Falcons should hold them or fold them, and we basically go in depth and talk about, you know, with all the moves in the NFC South and the NFL in general, what should the Falcons do, and we're going to run the whole thing during Falcons football week, but because of the pandemic and we don't have as much sports talk stuff to talk about as normal, we wanted to give you guys a little preview of it actually pretty good size preview i think it's gonna be over 25 minutes so again just a preview hope you guys like it enjoy and remember the full things coming during falcons football week if the falcons hold them or fold them as always we thank you guys for listening this podcast contains adult language DigitalDarren.com. Today is May 27th, 2020, and we are having a fun podcast. Definitely will run this during Falcons football week. We'll probably do a preview during the pandemic so you can see see some of it. But with all this been going on in the NFC South, we have a simple question. Should the Falcons hold them or fold them? I got Major and Calhoun with me. What's up, Major? What up, Ross? Chilling, Calhoun. What to do, my guy? Chilling. Before we get, to, well, this is gonna side topic off of that. But before we get to kind of specifically about what the Falcons should do, Major, you guys, everybody knows you're a Saints fan. What are your thoughts on you guys getting Jameis Winston? Uh, I don't know what to ask. Surprised, happy, or just like, damn. It's it, it took me by surprise, but it's it's really not that much to be excited about. Why not? Shit, 30-30. <laughs> it's just interesting because, like, I think that you guys definitely got him for the cheap, which is, you know, we talk, we we doing this whole Atlanta's Falcons draft series, Thomas Dimitrov draft series. Go check out podcast where we did 2010 draft. But we're all doing all this and, like, I think that's a shrewd move. Like, if he does pan out to be anything, you guys got him for dirt cheap. Even if, even if worst case scenario, Drew Brees gets hurt for a couple of games and he's able to get you guys a 500 record until Drew Brees comes back. Like, I think that's worth it. And even more so, if Drew Brees retires next year, at least you guys got an option until the next person, right? I agree. I agree. I think it was a hell of a move, me personally. I think it was a... Jim Clinton is what, 25, 26? Still, you know. Along with that 30 30, motherfucker had 5,000 yards. Granted, what's going to happen is, what do you think Sean Payne going to do and watching Drew Brees? Some of those bad mechanics and dumb shit he's been doing, Tom will always been. Aaron Rodgers, how many head coaches have he had thus far? Head coordinators. There's going to be some stability there that he hasn't had. He's not going to have the pressure of being who he has to be now. Now he can just settle down, grab bitches' pussy, eat some crab legs. And throw the ball around and be who it really is. I think y'all are covering too because they keep trying to put this shit on Taysom Hill like he's gonna be something. I think they know what Taysom Hill is. He's a That's all he is. He's not all that hot. I think they overpaid him too. 
I think that's trash. I think a lot of crackers got overpaid. So we should, that should be another podcast. I really think we need to do that podcast as well. We'll talk about that because what they doing with some of these black we always talk about it. What they doing with some of these black boys and some of these other kids is ridiculous. Because like it or not, I believe Jay I believe James Winston would have been a way better fit in Tennessee than motherfucking Tannehill. Yeah, so you gotta do is hand the ball off. Yeah, but you can't I, I you I, can't you I, can't I, that's something else. Well that's another podcast. Maybe we'll get into that one later. Yeah, hey, but I just think that like Tannehill has specific value to that one team. Like I, I, don't, I, so. I don't, and that's why he came. In eight, I mean, he took it to the AFC Championship game, right? So like, I, don't, I think it takes a real bold move to fire somebody after they take you there. You came and he only did half a season, and you got and you handed the ball off thirty two times. I still think it takes a. <laughs> I, I think it honestly takes a bold move to, to basically say, "Nah, we can't go with him." Hey man, in, in, in the words of. The great Nick Saban. Hey, man, you got to earn your keep. You got to earn it. You got to earn it, bro. Jalen Hurst took him to the national championship game. To pull the trigger at halftime on a kid that you that you didn't know what he was going what he was going to do. You just knew it was, it was time for the next man up. Hey, man, sometimes you got to take no chances. They pulled the trigger on Marcus Mariota. Yeah, but it was time to. Again, only reason why Tannehill was there is because of how trash he was with the Dolphins. So let me say this. I'm not taking up for Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, this is another podcast. I'm not taking up for Tannehill, so I don't want that to come out like I'm taking up for Tannehill. I'm just, I see the alternative in there. And even though I don't agree, I do see the alternative. Enough about Tannehill. So, you know, we basically said, with the, you know, everybody knows the moves that's happening in the NFC South. We talked about Jameis, and even though that's a minor move, how he went to New Orleans, Teddy Bridgewater going to Carolina, and, of course, the, the move that shook everybody, shook the NFL world, Tom Brady and Gronkowski going to Tampa Bay. So I think that it just leads to this simple question. Should the Falcons hold him or fold him? And we can start off with that. And Calhoun... Now, we all know I've always been a proponent of the Atlanta Falcons, let me just say. I've always been a Matt Ryan fan, tried and true. I've always thought we had a puncher's chance at the bowl. I've always thought we should have been back to the bowl. I've always considered this team to have enough talent to play with anybody. And with that being said, the motherfuckers need to fold like fresh laundry immediately. The NFL has not only caught up with the Falcons, it has surpassed the Falcons. And when Tom Brady come to town, you talk about Gronk, but the motherfuckers went to drafted another lineman. They already had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They had that Pierre motherfucker. They drafted another running back. They talk, Devontae Freeman isn't such an idiot. He might go down there like, the defense on that team is stacked. Them mother, they have a damn near 20 set guy on their line. Statman with Tampa Bay is the motherfuckers loaded, and they got a coach that's been coach of the year twice. Once with Arizona, once with the Colts. Bruce Arians, like we're done. It's time to play for draft picks, cleaning house, and we'll be back after these messages. Keep all your talent, keep shooting tech. See who you need to fold on, who's on that roster, and it's time for rebuilding immediately. 
So I think that, you know, everybody's going to look at Tampa Bay because they got, you know, arguably the greatest player of all time and arguably the greatest tight end of all time. But I think you have to look at this in totality, right? That's why this question is. So, you know, not sure what I think of Carolina's new coach, but I do think that they have improved their team. I think getting rid of Ron Rivera improves their team. I think that, you know, as much as I like Cam and think Cam is a great player and getting blind, you know, and getting shafted, that's another podcast, I do think it was time for him and Carolina to move on from each other. And to replace Cam with a Teddy Bridgewater, so if he can get any of his old form back and be a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, I think that's you have you haven't lost as much, right? You know what I'm saying? And for them to go draft all defense, I think they're building making the makings of a solid team. Not a team people are gonna love, but just a solid team. So I I I, I would, you know, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl, but I think they can they'll be one of those teams who are hard to play every week. And then I think, you know, we got Major Hill. I think you gotta always look at his team, even though I think their time is running out by the you know, year after year after year, I do think that they're always in position to make a run for it. And I think that, you know, we talked about this and I, you know, what a good draft is, a team who, you know, is playing for today but also has an eye on tomorrow. I think that Jameis Winston pick is an eye on tomorrow. And if he can get, if he can, if they can resurrect him, New Orleans will be straight for a good five or ten more years. So I do think that it's time for you to, you know, I do think it's time for you to at least ask that question because you got, you know, like you said, Tom Brady here now. You got New Orleans who, you know, pretty much going to be what New Orleans is. And then you got, you know, you got Carolina who nobody knows the coach, but the moves they made, everybody can say are sound moves. So, like, in totality, I think you have to be at least a little leery if you're a Falcon, right? Like, we know what this Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Dan Quinn combo can do. Like, we've seen the highest of the high, 28 to 3, right? Everybody can hee-hee, ha-ha-ha. We've seen the lowest of the low. But by and large, Dan Quinn, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones combo is a 79 to 9 and 17. That's inconsistent. Well, let me ask you something. You're saying that, that's true. And so that's just with the division. So three years ago when I went to the Super Bowl, were the Falcons better than Kansas City? Yes. Were they better than Baltimore? Yes. But they're better than San Francisco. Yes. San Francisco, Kansas City, and Baltimore did turn around so quick. It flipped the league over. Like fast. Like the motherfuckers went from the bottom to the top quickly. So before we get to the Tampa Bay's, before we even get to Minnesota's, Seattle, like these teams are better than the Falcons. As far as roster goes, Cleveland is stacked to the team. But I don't think you. I think you have to worry about your division first, and then. I, no, no, I'm, I understand. We, we're talking about fun with division. I'm talking about even more so how the league has caught and passed the Falcons, like Green Bay. I felt like we was better than those teams, even though Green Bay had Aaron Rodgers and stuff. So you just go like 2015, 2017, you know, maybe 2018. Who was better than these teams? But like even past our division, we're just the Saints. I thought we was better than these teams. We was battling back and forth. With the Panthers. But everybody else, I started out the game, you were like, fuck But I'm saying the league is caught up so fast to the Falcons, it's not even funny. And this is the part I'm talking about with the Falcons. So, going back and keeping more key as to what you're saying. You said, within a division, you think we're last not in the division? I think it's between us and Carolina. I, 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 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I would say, as of right now, off the moves they have made, y'all are last in the division. Bro. I can see that. You got you got to think about this. Everybody around you is making progress to get better. You're still driving the 1969 Camaro that you had back in high school, and saying, "Oh, I still got a good motor." Time is running out, man. I so you, track you, you got you got to you got to do what everybody else is doing. You got to match everybody else's energy. You got to get better. You haven't got better. I no, agree. No with major moves to face. No jump off the board draft picks. No coaching moves. You still have the same team you had three years ago. That's a great point. That's the point I actually agree with, and I think that that's. Anybody who listens to this podcast is I've been asking this question for two, three solid years. Should the Falcons just go on and cut bait and restart? Because one of my greatest analogies is you don't want to be Go ahead, Calhoun. I just said that. Now one of my analogies is you don't want to be the San Diego Chargers and you don't want to be the Sacramento Kings. Like San Diego just now realized, hey, we need it's time for Phil Rivers to go and we need to redo this however whatever we need to do something different whatever different it is for them and i think that that's where the falcons are i think that it's one of them things where it was 2017 2016 2017 the year we went to the super bowl we're three four years away from that one more year we'll be five years away from that and the further you get away from that you're just chasing the dream it's like having a relationship that was good with a girl and you keep trying to get that old school feeling back. And y'all can't get that feeling back. Because that time has passed. And to your point, Calhoun, and to Major's point, not only has that time passed, everything else has happened around it. So you keep trying to get that feeling back. She's evolved to something else. You haven't evolved. It's even, You guys are even further than you were when y'all first broke up. And so to your point, Major, the Falcons are further from that Super Bowl because to, Cal, to Ty and Calhoun point, Teams have passed them by. Now, granted, I think the teams that have passed them by the most on the other side of the, you know, in the other conferences, conference. So I think that that's one speaking of hope is that nobody, you can't say definitively, besides Tampa Bay and New Orleans, honestly, people in our thing, teams have passed them by so far. So, like, to me, they can't. Go ahead. San Francisco. I think they can beat San Francisco. I think San Francisco is just fool's dope, but I think they can beat the San Francisco's of the world. I think they can beat the Seattle's of the world. I'm not saying consistently, just in a one-game format. I think they can beat the Minnesota's of the world and whoever the NFC East tries out. Like, I think the Falcons can beat those. I think the biggest competition is in their division and in the AFC. I think in the, in, in the NFL, the biggest competition is in the division and whatever the NFC, whatever our division trump out in the AFC. If you feel that way, then hell no, we should fold. We're right in the mix. No, we need to stick what we got. We, we did go and get Todd Gurley. And we got the kid, AJ Terrell. You know what I mean? He had one bad game, as you mentioned. LSU gave it to everybody, though. Right? If you put Demonte Casey where he goes, we know what Grady can do. The kid from Auburn might be some. Deion Jones back healthy. I like the African. You know all them can run, and they can run all day. So we good now. Right? You got goddamn Tiger and the Tiger is anything like you did. Ain't got to fight you with anybody. And oh, dare I say, the greatest I can ever relate to look, Matt Ryan. 
long as you got them, you're right. I agree. We can go talk. We can go talk to San Francisco. We can go talk to anybody. I'm with it then. No, we shouldn't fold. Let's go ahead and give you one more year. You need to get rid of Dan Quinn immediately and, and, and that goddamn Thomas Mitchell. But let's go give him one more go. Let's go one more for the gift. I'm with it, Andy. No, don't fold it off. And that's the problem right there. You can talk yourself into not folding. Like you literally, but let's be real. The Falcons are going to be an 8 and 8, 9 and 7, 7 and 9 team. I actually think Tampa Bay is going to be fools up. I actually think New Orleans is probably the favorite to win the division. I hate to say I, it. I don't think New Orleans got, I don't think they got what it takes to do. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Tampa Bay is fooled up at all. I don't. And I think Tampa Bay don't go 6 and 10 or 7 and 9, whatever they win. If that motherfucking bomb didn't throw 30 plus interception. I there think, was a lot of games, including the Falcon game at the end. It was in a lot of games. Jameis Winston threw them out of a lot of games. They had a good deep. They have a good defense. They have a great offense. They had a bad. They had bad quarterback play. And I think with decent quarterback play, Tampa Bay is a problem. But you go get Tom Brady, and, and guess, guess what the chill is on that though. Nobody knows how, how that line's going to hold up and tell them. The line wasn't all that bad. It wasn't, but you got to think about what's going on. Carolina took everything defense. Everything. Everything defense. They took a DB, a D-line, a D everything. everything defense. Everything. Linebacker. They took every level. Every right. level. So, NFC. Let's go NFC South. And they young. Everybody, everybody got pass rush. Everybody. Except for the family. Y'all are alright, but everybody got passwords. So so my question back going back to D, do you think the Falcons can beat a 49ers or a Seahawks in a one game series? Or Green Bay. Or Green Bay. Who are they gonna stop? I thought we can beat all of them. And I and I don't give a shit about the NFC. Dallas is better on paper. But who but who are y'all gonna stop? I think we st- so I, okay. So I guess to answer your question, none of those teams you said outside division are going to be offensive juggernauts. Like San Francisco's, a, you know, these are teams that pretty much. If they get twenty four points, then I'm getting all they got. Yeah, and so like the Falcons. One thing we can say about Matt Ryan, Julio, them that combo can put some points up when they're coach they correct. Shoot it out. They can, but again, it won't be a shootout with a San Francisco. So we beat them. We just beat them in San Francisco this year. That's fine, but it won't be a shootout. Jimmy G played horrible, too. Jimmy G is a bad quarterback. Think about it. Russell Wilson really don't have enough weapons, and, they play, have slow ball, and they play slow ball. So that's how we're going to shoot it out with them. That's how Dallas beat them in the playoffs. That's how they lose. Green Bay ain't got nothing. But Adams, they got Jones from time to time. Aaron Rodgers, you know, they ain't got it either. And they coach ain't got it either. We can, we can coach with them. All we really got is Tampa Bay and New Orleans. That's all we really got. Ain't nobody worried about Minnesota or Philly. Only the media keep hyping up Philly. Philly ain't shit. I'm going to go with D. He been saying it for years. Philly really ain't shit. Philly had a run. They won a few Super Bowl. That's it. Dallas ain't. Dallas is in chaos. Dallas going to be without that. Keep fucking around. I mean, the biggest problem with the Falcons is the coach, right? We say that all the time. Like, you can't. You can't trust the team because you can't trust the coach. 
But if you just look at what team, what can a team do? If you take out coaching and you just say, what can a team do? The Falcons can do what any team in the NFC can do. The Falcons can be anybody in the NFC. The only team the Falcons really can't beat or go against is, is Kansas City, to be honest with you. I mean, Baltimore, I think Tennessee right up on Baltimore, I don't know. I think Baltimore still can do that thing. But as you just mentioned, you can shoot. The Falcons can pretty much shoot out anybody. It's only one team can't nobody shoot it out with. It's only one team. And that team is Kansas City. Because that goddamn cyborg, they got a quarterback, ain't letting up. And they got a. Let me tell you something. That boy Hill played ball just as good as he beat women. <laughs> He'll beat your ass too. And he beating your cornerback and your safety. Trust me. Track me. Come on with McCole Hartman. And they got Travis Kelsey right now who can't wait to name it. It's, like so it's, it's so crazy what they got going. It's unbelievable. And they got an evil offensive genius. No, not Andy Reid. But but the, but your boy. What's the black what's the black offensive coordinator? Oh, the enemy. The enemy. The enemy get enemy. You get an enemy in the enemy. That's what he does. They're not playing out there. Them folks ain't playing. tried out and I had two teams in our division. I do think Carolina's gonna be a solid team. Like I don't know like so you ask me major, do I think the Falcons are the worst team? I can make a case for in the division. I can make a case for yes and no. And I think I made the case for no. And I say I what I'll come back and make the case for yes the Falcons are the worst team is because Dan Quinn the problems with the Falcons is Dan Quinn is undisciplined so they're undisciplined. They start off horribly and have to try to play catch up. Dirt Cutter seems like, you know he seemed like the lead done passed him by. He just has really good tools that can, you know, kind of hide that fact. So, yeah, the Falcons have major holes, too. Now, I'm not sitting here saying it's a cakewalk. I'm just saying that for the Falcons to go, they have people have to be what they aren't. Matt Ryan basically has to say, fuck Dan Quinn and carry this team himself. That's not who he is. We have to have a defense. We have to get Deion Jones back to what he was. Hopefully, Dante Fowler shows up. They have to play KZ. We have to do some things. The Terrell kid has to be at least competent. Like, we have to get a lot of things to mix to make this work. And a lot of these things won't mix to make this work. Dante Fowler make odds are he'll come back and be hurt. Terrell will come back and Terrell will probably be a disaster as most rookies are. Dirt Cutter will probably keep Matt Ryan in the box, right? Dan Quinn still going to preach the same undisciplined, un you know, unmotivated football where you put a nigga who almost led the league in interceptions in a position he isn't comfortable with and doesn't and doesn't start the guy. So these are serious problems that the Falcons have. It's just as if we're sitting here being the front office, these are the tough questions you have to ask yourself. Do we land on this side of the coin or do we land on that side of the coin? I think the Falcons have the potential to I don't think they're the last team in the division. I don't believe in I don't believe in Carolina at all. I don't believe in that room. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is not even the Bridgewater in Minnesota, and even that Teddy Bridgewater ain't good enough for this division. Let's be honest. I think the Falcons will be second or third. 
And I mean, and I say second because whoever between the Saints and I don't think we're going to be third best team. But I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't think we'll be first. But we can be either. We can be. It's crazy. We can be for anything from one to four. And it is the culture. And you just named it. The, the worst part is, I don't think Father get hurt. Father can easily turn to a beast. He's already listed as outside linebacker. You know Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn love for a DN to be in the guy, be covering the flats of the goddamn wide receiver. He can't. He can't help himself. He has to. He has to drop his lineman in the coverage. That's him. They have to have a controversy between Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen, and KZ. Like, they have to. We're going to start Oliver. Why? I have no idea. But, but he has to play. Not Sheffield, who's our best. Like, we have some of this stuff is glaring. Like, this player is clearly the best thing on the field. We'll take him out or take him out of that position. And that's what he does. So, we self sabotage a lot. But, I mean, that's the case for do you hold him or fold him? I agree. Ask me the question. Hold the phone. Ask me that, Bishop Dan. Do you hold a phone? Yes. <laughs> you said a whole bunch of nothing right now. <laughs> and they go to the organization in a nutshell. But you just described the Falcons. Major. I say you fold, man. Let me ask you this, Major. As a, you say the Falcons should fold them, what should the Saints do? I think we're borderline same. I think we're borderline forward. But right now, you got to think about this, man. This is both teams, and this doesn't have anything to do with the NFL. But neither one of us have any energy. Neither one of us have any spark. So you got to have a guy that can come off the bench and get you 30 to get your team back in the game. It seems like both teams are stuck in the mud spinning their wheels. But I, just, I think New Orleans does have Spunk. I think that Spunk is named Alvin Kamara. But you, you got to think about this. We start them, we get them started late. So, with, with us starting late, we, 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 we both know this. With us starting late, it's kind of hard to have an open playbook where you're making sure all your plays you want to call, your gadget plays, because he is a gadget guy. But all your gadget plays and your trick plays that you want to line up, it's hard to do that. You know, you're trying to play catch-up. I feel like if New Orleans used Alvin Kamara the same way the Panthers used McCaffrey, I think they'd be a dangerous team. But that's not the thing. They're thinking is Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. They want to throw the ball 40 times in there. And that's why they, they, they always find themselves in this. You got great. Drew Brees is one. To me, he's the greatest quarterback on play, regardless of everyone saying that. But he has his. But he gets a. It'd be the flukest way they lose every time. They lose the fuck out of fluke fashion. One to probably have motherfucker throwing 40 balls. You know, Drew Brees threw that ball 25 times instead of 40 times, and Alvin Kamara touched that ball 30 times. It's actually dangerous. It's just that simple. Instead of trying to. Dick and Dad and keep going. Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas. Oh, where's Michael Thomas? Is Michael Thomas on the field? Can we get some more Michael Thomas, please? If they want to go Alvin Kamara, don't fuck with me, So I, I, I want to piggyback on the Wolves. I think one of the most overrated, underrated things they did was let Mark Ingram go. 
Like, they were so much a better team with Mark Ingram running, running, running. And you get Alvin Kamara in space. However you get him in space, whether it's a pass or a draw or whatever. But I think that's when they were at their best, right? Because that way you did have that triple threat. Because I do think, I'm one of them people who think Michael Thomas is overrated. Like, I think they are a worse team going to Michael Thomas ever played than they've ever been. I, well, y'all agree with you on that. Measurement not, but I mean, it's clear. When you, they're not balanced at all, and all they do, they had, I was just. And he's not something. explosive enough to be unbalanced with. Uh, he's a. Uh, it's higher than him 180 sometimes last season. Like, that's not for no Michael Thomas. And I, that's like targeting at Thielen 180 times. But Thielen, is he good? Yeah, yeah. Is he 100? So this has been a preview of should the Falcons hold them or fold them. Again, we'll run the full podcast on Falcons football week. And between now and then or whenever sports is, gets going, we have a whole bunch of good podcasts coming. We have some music podcasts coming. We have some community podcasts coming, Atlanta community podcasts coming. And we also have, for the Falcons fans, we also are going to do a podcast on every draft of Thomas Dimitrov's Atlanta Falcons GM career between now and the beginning of the season. So check back on that. We'll call it the draft files. So again, as always, thank you guys for listening and make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.